0: This is class three, CD three of four. Page 58. This form on page 58, you have copies of in the back of your manual. You don't have to turn back there, okay? You have my permission to tear those out of the back of your manual and have copies made so that you have forms to practice with and to do your real trading with. This is how the form is filled out. The form is filled out the same way whether you're doing calls or puts. Now, this is a very old example because it's got the fractions in there, but we put it on this form so that you would understand how it goes in. This is DIGI International. The ticker symbol at the top was DGII. The stock price was 20 and an eighth. This is an example of a put. On 1212, student bought the DGQMX, that's the option symbol. The stock price was 20 and an 8. Bought the month of January, okay, it was December, bought one month out in time, the January put, January $22.5 put. That's one strike price in the money, it's one strike price above the stock price. The ask price is three and an eighth, four contracts is $1,250. If this was a brand new student, does this violate the rules? No. But it has taken it as far as it could to the maximum 50% level. Everybody understand? Yes? Okay. Now, the next entry they have here is on twelve fifteen. The bid price is three and a quarter. It's moving in their direction, everybody understand? Not much, but a little bit. Okay? On 1216, it's three and three quarters. On 1217, it's three and a half. Does he have to leave? No. Every hour, every day is not going to go your way. You have to learn to read the charts. You have to learn to read the charts so that you can determine whether that employee is still doing its job. It could be a down day in the market because of a completely unrelated news item that causes a down day in the market. Or this is a put, so that would be an up day in the market. Do you understand? Okay. Unrelated to this particular play, so... This declined in value. Declined, it went from three and three quarters to three and a half. Because this was a put play, that was a rising position for a little bit. Everybody understand? No reason to get out of the trade. On 1218, it's four and three quarters. And he's gone. Do you understand? Now, it shows 1219, bid price five and five eighths. Does he care? No. Please understand. All of you that are new, all that are new, grab a hold of this, it's very important. You'll be far better than all the veteran students in the room if you'll grab a hold of this thought. When you get out of a trade, it is your sincerest intention to see that trade continue getting better after you got out. Because remember, we're not selling at the best price, and we're not getting in at the best price. We're taking the chunk out of the middle. So, when you get out of that trade, it should continue to go in the direction you were playing. If you get out at the best price, you stayed too long in the first place. It's the chunk in the middle. It's the chunk in the middle. So, he's checking to make sure that it continued in the direction he was going. Does everybody understand? That's exactly what you want every single trade to do. It is not about getting the first dollar or the best dollar. It is about getting a chunk in the middle. And you want to get that chunk on the rise, not on the fall. You want to get it on the rise. Now, the blocks at the bottom of the page, the problem that this student had at that time, there's not enough information filled out down here. Every single block should have information in it. You want to write a novel when you trade. You want to write a novel at the bottom of this page. You want to document your trades to the nth degree, especially your practice trades, especially your practice trades. And this is why. This, I'll give you an example. I have a student that is the, um, her, her nickname is the mean dean. She's the dean of students of the only college in North Carolina. And And they don't wear red or dark blue, okay? And they don't wear purple either, just so you understand, okay? But understand, in her year of practice, she divided up every trades by month, kept them separated by month. Inside the month, she kept them separated by puts and calls, Inside the puts and calls, she kept them separated by the ones that worked and the ones that didn't. Why is that important? Because by doing that, businesses are basically cyclical in nature. What works this month of February on a stock in all likelihood is going to work next February on a stock. Okay, it won't be the same price, may not get the same exact movement, but you're going to get an awfully good indication of that. So after that year of practice, when it was getting close to February, she pulled out February and said, okay, these calls worked. So she's looking to do those call plays again. Everybody understand? She's looking at the call plays that didn't work. What's she going to do with those? Do I? Opposite. Yeah. See, if the call didn't work, the put probably would have. You learn from both activities. Then she goes to the put place, same situation. The puts that work, she's looking to do again. The puts that didn't work, she's looking to do calls on that. Within 18 months from that point, she has retirement choice. The chancellor just doesn't know he's skating on thin ice. Yeah. Learned a few things about being a dean. I'd never be the dean. First of all, I'd, I'd kick everybody out of school. Yeah. But secondly, she's on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. She goes on vacation. She has beeper. She has to make decisions while she's on vacation. No, that ain't going to work. But I did ask her one. I said, you know, when somebody's in trouble, what's the first thing you say to them? Folks, all of you that have kids, or all of you that will, you need to remember this. This is a great, great line. I've used it forever since since she told me about this. Her first question is exactly when was this a good idea? Every stupid thing you've ever done, once you thought about it, after the fact, you really can't come up with a time when it was really a good idea. Yeah. She has retirement choice because she did the work and documented it so that she could trade it in the future, either trading with what worked or correcting it and going the other way. Same stocks, same place, year over year, over year, over year, it becomes very boring and very redundant, okay? Fill out a novel. Keep. Good documentation of your trades. If you ask the veteran students in the room, those that are actually successful and becoming more successful, they'll tell you one of the things that they didn't do well in the beginning was document their practice trades. They would love to go back and change that. They would love to go back and change that. Document the trades. It's important. It's important to you. Page fifty nine, ocean tide options. I won't spend very much time on this. Okay, ocean tide options. It says allows you to play the ocean tide technique on more expensive stocks that are range bound. Now, there's not a. I mean, Google is pretty expensive, but I mean, uh, most stocks aren't nearly expensive like they once were. But in the roaring bull market, there were a lot of stocks that would go from two hundred to two forty, about every eighteen days, and then they would go from two forty to two hundred. And if you were going to do the ocean-tide technique and you were going to buy a 1,000 shares of stock to do that, it only cost you $200,000 to do that. That was kind of cost prohibitive for most folks, you know. So, what can you do there? You can do ocean-tide options there. Now, let's run through this. Number one. Follow rules numbers one through four for the ocean tide technique. That's check the charts, know the low tide entry, time period between the tides, and the high tide exit. Comes from your class number one manual. Number two, at the low tide entry point, you buy a call option. Instead of buying the stock, you buy a call option. Follow the rules for doing calls, get out when you reach your exit point, and don't try to make a fortune on any single trade. Number three, at the high tide, you buy a put. Follow the rules for doing puts. Get out when you reach your exit point. Don't try to make a fortune on any single trade. Now, understand, one of the things that that students fail to grasp usually when I'm teaching this class to them for the first time is, and I I don't really know where they get the idea from, but when we're doing this, when we're buying options, You can trade options on any stock that you can afford to buy the option on. You don't have to be able to afford to buy the stock to be able to afford to buy the option. We were looking at Google earlier, okay? Those options were, you know, the call options were one contract was $1,220. So with $2,500 you can play Google, do you understand? You might not have the $19,715 to buy 100 shares of a stock, but with $1,220, you could have covered the movement on 100 shares of stock. Everybody follow me there? Okay. So, you, 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 you're you playing where you can afford the option at is, is not relevant to stock price, okay? And Ocean Tide Options allows you to play an Ocean Tide movement on a more expensive stock that you could not afford to buy the stock, okay? Page 59 tells you to go look to page 149 in your appendix. And basically this is the same chart that was, we, we talked about in class number one, our, our, our Wachovia chart. So old chart, we're not, we don't even use the stochastics anymore, okay? But the same information applies from the 84 line to 89 and a half, just as we normally would have done the ocean tide. The difference is coming off of the 84 line, we would have bought $80 call options. Taking that trade up, we would close that as soon as it hit 89 and a half. Once we saw it coming down from 89.5, we would have bought the $95 put options and traded it down. When it hit 84, we'd have sold the put options. You do not buy the option until you see the movement begin, but you sell the option instantly as soon as it hits your targeted level. Everybody understand? So, calls up, puts down, calls up, puts down, up and down, Viagra, up and down, up and down, up and down, okay? Calls up, puts down, calls up, puts down, ocean-tide, ocean-tide, ocean-tide options. Got lots of students doing ocean-tide options. They really, really like the ocean-tide options on the stocks that they're playing with. Page 61, split techniques. Now. Splits, when I left Firestone, was my favorite way to trade. Okay? It's my favorite way to trade. And now it's my second favorite way to trade, but it's, it's still right up there. Now, that parenthesis underneath that is, is crucially important. Always follow call and put rules when playing splits. Always. Always follow call and put rules when playing splits. That means we can, we're going to trade up and down going into splits or coming out of splits. Okay? It can go either way. Now, one of the things that you really need to grab a hold of as far as, our, as, far as trading successfully goes is you always trade the evidence. You always trade the evidence. The evidence is what are the charts doing right now? That is the evidence. Now, we have history to work with, and when our research, when our history agrees with our evidence, we trade bold there. When the evidence doesn't agree with our research and history, you either don't trade or you trade the evidence with supreme caution. But it's the evidence that's important. It's the evidence. The evidence is what's going on right now. So we've got to be aware of what's going on right now. Now, there are two kinds of stock splits. This information in here. There are two kinds of stock splits that you need to be aware of. One is very tradable, profitable, and one we basically want to stay away from. Now, the one that we want to stay away from, there are companies that – announce a stock split for the sole purpose of increasing the amount of shares they have that is traded by the public. So they just do a stock split. The market was, I mean, their stock was trading, I mean, this is fictitious amounts, but say 100,000 shares available to trade, and they do a two-for-one stock split, now there's 200,000 shares available to trade. Now, you can see that by looking at the charts, basically looking at a daily chart, and that stock would be basically flat for forever, okay? And then all of a sudden they've announced a stock split. All that stock split is about is increasing the number of shares that are traded. And we want to leave that one alone, okay? Now, the one that we want to trade is the one that's been doing well. That stock has been rising. It's been doing well. And they say a stock split is actually announced to bring the stock back down to a place where the average person could buy 100 shares. Now, let's think about that. Let's say the stock was at $50, and it's risen over time because the company is doing a good job to $100. They want to split their stock, bring it, they want to do a two-for-one stock split, bringing it back down to $50. Now, that is a tradable position. That is going to make us a lot of money. Now, you need to think about why it will make us a lot of money and why we would want to avoid the first one. Think about this person. A person's been out there, and they saw this stock at $50. They kind of sort of thought about it, but they didn't buy the stock. And they watched it go up, and they watched it go up, and they watched it go up. And now that stock is $100. And now they won't buy it. But by golly, if it ever gets back down to $50, I'm going to buy that sucker. I'm never missing that again. And the company announces a stock split. And the stock goes from 100 to 50. Now, any intelligent person knows it's not 50. It's a $100 stock at now 50. Do you understand? But that person that missed it at 50, all they're looking at is a daggone number. I'm buying that. And they run over and buy it at 50, driving that stock to 60. And we will have bought the $45 calls when it was at 50, and we'll sell them when the stock hits 60. Thank you very much. Because understand, they announced a stock split. Did they announce new management? No. New products? No. New profits? No. They just announced a stock split. Nothing fundamental about that stock has changed. Nothing. But the stock went from 50 to 100, and the person didn't play the first time, so they ain't going to miss this opportunity. And they rush in at 50, as the stock goes to 60. And we take that profit and say, thank you very much, and close the trade. Happens all the time. Now, think about the stock that was going flat, and now it's the stock split. Well nobody wanted to buy it at 20 and now it's going to split two for one. My gosh, now it's $10 cheaper than it was, and it was worthless at 20 So nobody wants to buy that one either. Stock, that stock doesn't go anywhere. It does a stock split to increase the number of shares out there in the trading public, but it doesn't go anywhere. So, when you see a stock split announced, you want to look at the chart, and you want to be seeing that that stock has been rising. If that stock has been rising, that's a split that somebody missed playing when it was at 50. Do you understand? They missed the opportunity. So, when that thing splits this time, they're going to be all over that and drive the stock higher, and therefore, our profits are made for us. We learn to profit from the ignorance of everybody else and the emotions of fear and greed. You see, they're afraid they're going to miss it again. Do you understand? And their greed and ignorance have them rushing into a stock at 50 that is actually still at 100. Do you understand? And it's going to drive it to 60. And we say, thank you very much. Close the trade. That's what we do. That's what we do. Okay? Now, going through this page, a split usually causes increased stock price movement. doesn't say in which direction though, does it? You trade the evidence. Charts say down, we're trading down. Charts say up, we're trading up. All splits take place after the market closes. I had a student in Greensboro one time, he said, I have a resource that tells me the stock is going to split before the market opens tomorrow. I said, isn't that after it closed today? I get all kinds. Yeah, it's Greensboro. Yeah. I think they they drove through Rocky Mountain, got some water while they were here. (laughs) A normal split is announced and then takes place about six to eight weeks after that announcement. Okay, shorter as well as longer lengths of time between the announcement and the actual split do take place. If a stock in, in the A group, which we'll talk about in a minute, announces a stock split and, and announces that stock split to take place months out there in time, far beyond the normal time frame. You have been blessed, and you should play it at every opportunity. Now, the example I used to explain this, you can't even research it anymore because the company's been bought by another company, but there used to be a pharmaceutical company called Warner Lambert, and they announced a stock split on the 25th of November to take place on May 20th. So you had the rest of November, all of December, January, February, March, April, and 20 days of May to play that position. One of the original six students played that over 25 times from the announcement date to the split date for 40% profit per trade. We went back and looked. There were over another 25 places where it could have been played for a 25% gain. He didn't even play those. And I have students all the time come to me, I don't know what to play. Stock splits. There might be a hint there. Stock splits might be a hint there. When a good quality company announces a stock split and announces that stock split way out there in time, you better, if I, I know what stocks are splitting, do not come into class when there's something on the split counter, I don't know what to play. You're not going to like that conversation. Stock splits might be a hint, now since says companies involved in the split process, are put into one of three categories A, B, and C. A, a stock that is known to move well by the trading public and has an average daily stock volume in the months of January, February, and March of 500,000 shares or greater. Now, did I say a well known stock? No. I said a stock that is known to move well by the trading public. That's a little bit different, you know? Um, How many people in this room have ever heard of Gillette before? That would be well known. Moves like this wallpaper. Students typically look for the Gillettes out there because that's well known. That doesn't necessarily mean moves well, okay? Now those of you that are new, it'll take you some time to recognize those stocks that move well. Now, you actually do have a list in your manual, stocks that move. I mean, that's not all the ones that are out there, but at least there's something to begin with, okay? And you start looking for stocks that move, and you start listening to what people are trading. You start listening to what stocks are talked about all the time, and you, oh, that stock, Beezer Homes, might be a hint there. Announced the three for one stock split today. Beezer Homes. Beezer Homes. There might be a hint there. Beezer Home. B. A stock that is not known, but the sector it is in can be assessed by the name of the company. The stock has 500,000 average daily volume in the months of January, February, and March. And a news search does not turn up any negative, terrible news like Enron or WorldCom. Now... We want 500,000 share, average daily stock volume, January, February, and March, because that is the end of the fall-winter trading zone, the beginning of the transitional zone, and that is when we have a more normal volume that's out there. In the summertime, the volumes are anemic. You'll hear Bob Pisani out there on CNBC every single day, there's no volume, there's no volume, there's no volume. I don't believe he's a real person. I think he's a doll, battery-operated, remote control. there's no volume, <laughs> there's no volume, I guess what happens? You don't see him the rest of the year hardly at all. They store him in the closet, there's no volume. So we want January, February, and March volume, okay? Now what I mean by this, let's see. Um, If we had uh, Rambo Incorporated, what do they do? I don't know. No way to assess that by that name, do you understand? But how about Rambo Biotech Research Incorporated? Biotech industry, hey, biotech stocks, probably doing well. Look at the, do the research, 500,000 shares, do the research as far as news goes. No bad news. We're playing that. Understand? That would be a B team stock. Understand? Okay. Now, C, all others. So we've got well known by the trading public, A, able to assess what they do by their name, the volume okay, no bad news, would be B. Everything else would be a C team stop. Now, you know, all of you need to understand there's going to be bad things happen, and you're going to do some stupid, stupid, stupid things. And I'm not going to tell you about all my stupid things. Some of the things I've done are so embarrassing, I won't say them out loud in the room by myself. Okay. But I will tell you about one I I was getting a newsletter, it's not important. a newsletter, it wasn't all that quality of a newsletter, but I was getting this newsletter, and it came out one time and it said that the CEO of this company had filed the paperwork with the SEC to sell all of his stock holdings, close all of his options in the company, he walked into the board of directors and instantly resigned. Was getting a divorce and was moving to South America with his secretary. I mean, think about that. I mean, it was bad enough that he was getting divorced moving to South America with his secretary, but he didn't like the company enough to want to own any of the stock. I thought, how would you stop that bleeding? That stock's going to go down. I watched it go down. See, I knew it was going to go down. I'm, you know, one day ain't going to do it. How do you? You couldn't put a cork in that hole. Blood is going to be gushing red forever here. It's going to go down some more, it did. Went down for three weeks, never stopped, three weeks. At the end of three weeks, I went, oh, I should have bought a put. <laughs> Duh, could have had a B-8, duh. Watched it bleed blood red for three weeks. Oh, should have bought a put. Now see, the difference between me and students is students would then. When it wasn't going down no more. I just went, crap, I should have did it already. Left it alone. You're going to do some stupid stuff. from th- you Decide to forgive yourself already. Okay. Cuz you're going to do some real brain brainless things. Okay? Decide to forgive yourself for already, but stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. Page 62. It says in a roaring bull market, you trade the best A's, a few B's, and you let the rest go. Says in a bear market or very early bull market, you research all available split companies, A's, B's, and C's. Now, the original students, the original students, and the first group of students in, in a, that I taught in a public place I mean, there's like 12 of them their agreement, their class, what they got out of the class, aside from the class, was they got to call me 24 hours a day, seven days a week, for the rest of their lives to ask me questions on how to do this. Not buy and sell, you know, questions as far as stocks, but the how-to, the questions that they had, okay? Now, please understand, that agreement doesn't apply to you. We're done with that, okay? Now, they still get the privilege of doing that, but, I mean, when I started this, there was only 12, you know, so I didn't figure it was going to, I didn't realize, you know. But as soon as I realized, I stopped that part of the agreement. But I used to walk around, got a little portable headset, telephone on, you know, walk through the house, you know, and I'm, I'm walking through the house, talking to them on the telephone and, and I'm trading, watching CNBC and that kind of stuff, you know. And got this telephone call from one of those students that he had he'd been, he'd practiced for his year and doing his real money trade, and he called me up on the scary. he said, Gary, I love stock splits." I said, well, you know, don't, don't, don't feel all by yourself. Everybody does. Everybody loves stock splits. And I got to think, you know, he just started trading. I said, how many have you done? How many just started? He said, oh, I'm in my first one now. I said, you're in your first stock split now, and you love stock splits. I said, buddy, ain't that like going out on your first date and getting engaged? I mean, think about this, folks. How many of you in this room were on your very first date before the night was over with? You'd already gone to the store, bought a diamond, proposed, and she said, yes, you were engaged first night. How many of you? I did that. I've known the right entry point for a long time, folks. <laughs> time to get in. Get on with it. And think about this. How many of you, after you got engaged, were married in 18 days or less? <laughs> What's what are you waiting on? Huh? You know? Well, you got to have a long engagement for what? In order to plan everything. Well, let's see. We had. Seven bridesmaids, seven ushers, whole room full of people, flowers, you know, everything that you're going to get done in a year, you just did it in 18 days. Difference between successful people and unsuccessful people, unsuccessful people drag out crap that don't take long, folks. Successful people get it done, huge secret. Wealthy to non-wealthy, huge secret that the non-wealthy don't quite understand is that the wealthy person has exactly 24 hours in a day. The same 24 hours you have, but the difference is the wealthy person gets far more done in a day than you do in your 24 hours. You have to learn to get exponentially more done in that day. You have to learn to do that. Most of you don't. You have to learn to do that. You get more accomplished. Wealthy people get more done in 24 hours than you get done in a week. You have to learn to do that. It doesn't take a year to plan an elaborate wedding if you get it done. Elaborate wedding. And next month, we will have been married for 21 years, you know. And, literally, in 21 years, we've never had an argument, not one, not one. Okay? And there's a couple of reasons for that. The the first reason uh, is, yes, dear, it's an overwhelmingly responsible answer for having a long successful marriage, yes, dear, okay? But the real reason is that God put two people together that made one better than there before. And my wife is the best part of who I am. What you folks don't know, you new folks don't know, and some of you veteran students don't realize yet, is that you're privileged just to know her. You know? How many of you veteran students got a Christmas card this year from us? Okay? Raise your hands higher so everybody can see. All right, put them down. We mailed out 5,000 Christmas cards. That's not impressive. She hand-wrote every one of them. She doesn't have to. I told her just have them printed up. She chooses to because it means more to you when you get a hand-signed card than you do one that's printed up. Those of you that are in this room for the first time taking two through five, she did yours this month. She starts the first week of January, Sunday afternoon after church, watching the Lifetime channel on TV, doing Christmas cards every Sunday afternoon. Easily, she'll do 5,000 this year probably more. She doesn't have to. She cares more about your results than you do at this point. You're privileged just to know who she is, quite frankly. Yeah? And some of you treat them folks, my wife and the other ladies that we have helping us, like crap. And you need to understand, they think of you enough, they won't tell me who you are. Because you'd never be back in here. You'd never be back in here. I'm privileged just to be around her. You're privileged just to get to talk to her, I promise. Best part of who I am in spades. But I'm talking to this student on the telephone. He's in his first stock split, and I'm not in one. Which means what? There are no A's and there are no B's because it was a roaring bull market. I said, you're in one now. I am. I used to have this organizational pattern in my office called chaos, which usually meant I could find everything I needed. As long as nobody moved it, but in a hurry, that doesn't always work. I couldn't find my stock split calendar. Trying, to, oh man, it's in a split. It's in a split. It's in a split. I'm not supposed to be in the split. I'm not in a split. I said, "You're in a split now." Yeah. Finally, I, I give up for trying to look for my calendar. I said, "Well, what company are you playing?" Because like I said I'm not in one. He said, well, I'm playing a company, it's called the Southeastern Left-Hand Corner Main Street Bank Corporation in Philadelphia. I said, you're playing what? He said, Southeastern Left-Hand Corner Main Street Bank Corporation in Philadelphia. I said, for the love of Pete, why? I mean Southeastern Left-Hand Corner Main Street Bank Corporation in Philadelphia, please. I mean that's got to be an E. I said, why? He said, well, a few weeks ago Russia devalued their currency and it knocked all the banks in the world down for fear of international loans and a banking crisis and all the banks were down. And I thought if there was a bank on the stock split list, this might be a perfect opportunity to buy in at a low price. I thought, man, I taught him well. Southeastern left-hand corner Main Street Bank Corporation. That's still got to be an E. I don't care what the reason for buying the thing is. I said, you've been in it for a few weeks. Yeah. I said, did everything work? I mean, research, did it research out all right? He said, yeah. He said, I called the bank and talked to Investor Relations and they said that they were a regional bank, very isolated and had no international loan exposure whatsoever I did a news search, couldn't find a single shred of bad news. And when I looked, the volume was just under that 500,000, so I called it close enough to be done. And I thought it was a good choice. I taught him well. You've been in it for three weeks? Yeah. When does it split? I still ain't found my list. He said, Oh, it splits tomorrow. And we're going to get to this a little while." I said, don't forget what the rules are. You never go through a stock split unless you have a large profit. He said, oh, I'm going through this one. And he did. He did. Got out three days later up 169 percent, I'm still PO'd, I didn't play that. 169%. 169 percent, but in a roaring bull market with Dell and Microsoft and Qualcomm splitting out there, who looks up the southeastern left-hand corner of Main Street, Bank Corporation, Philadelphia? <laughs> Everybody wants to make 169 percent. The point is. C-teams will work, too, but in a roaring bull market, we have so much other good quality choices, we ain't got time to play them and research them, okay? Now, if there's a bull market story, there's got to be a bear market story. In the, in the depth of the bear market, there's just a few stock splits, folks. In a roaring bull market, there can be as many as 40 different companies a month, but in the bear market, it may be three to six in the month. So you have the opportunity to look them all up. That's why you're supposed to look them all up. Well, in the depths of the bear market, I look at the stock split list, there's a company called Panera Bread. I'm from Rocky Mountain. Panera Bread, Panera Bread, I don't know no Panera Bread. Panera Bread, went to Food Line, looked at the bread section, couldn't find no Panera Bread, thought maybe it's a frozen food bread. So I went to the frozen food section, looked all through the frozen food section, there wasn't no Panera Bread. I thought, must be more high end than that, so I went over here to Harris Teeter. <laughs> not Harris Teeter either. I went to the deli section and asked the little girl behind the deli, I said, you got any Panera bread back there? She looked at me so weird. I said, if it's not going to be at Food Line, it ain't going to be at Harris Teeter, I ain't going to bother with it. Walked into Virginia Beach class, little girl come up to me, yeah, She's, did, did you play Panera bread? I said, no, what's a Panera bread? She said, well, so far, 267%. Panera bread. I said I never heard of Panera Bread. I'm from Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. (laughs) We ain't got no Panera bread. I think they tested the water. She must have went out the next day to Panera bread. She bought me a loaf of bread, you know, one of them long, thin loaves, you know. I think they call it French bread, which means I wouldn't eat it anyway. (laughs) But she must have set it on the counter the whole daggone time, because next week when I showed up in the class, here, got you a gift. So what is it? She said, Panera bread. (laughs) Thank you. Put it under my little Did the class. Did after hours. We don't do after hours anymore. Did after hours. Got home by eight o'clock in the morning, walking through the front door. Wife says, what you got there? I said, Panera Bread. (laughs) She said, what's a Panera Bread? I said, well. I took it out of this little paper bag thing. Took it on my counter. Wham! 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 I said, I think it's a weapon. I said, it was probably once edible, but we're not eating there. Panera Bread. The More of that story. Do your research online. Don't go to Food Line. <laughs> <laughs> Panera Bread. I won't even drive through that section of Raleigh. I go all around Panera Bread. I ain't getting anywhere close to the place. Yeah. My luck, they'll put one across the street from where I live, (laughs) Panera Bread. Look them all up in a bear market. There's never one that shouldn't be looked up in a bear market. There are so few of them, you have no excuse for not looking them up online, not at Foodline. In a bull market, there are too many to look up. So we do the A's, the B's, we let the rest of them go, okay? It isn't that they won't work, we just don't have the time. We just don't have the time. It's a work filter. When there's a lot of work, we're concentrating on quality, okay? When there isn't very much work, we're going to get it all done, okay? That's the point. Now, number one, there's three ways we're going to be playing this. We're going to be playing this Prior to the announcement, we're going to be playing it after an announcement is made and then we're going to be playing it after the split has actually taken place. Now, let's think about this for a second. Prior to the announcement. That means it has not been announced yet. Now, do I have any psychics in the room? Well, I have to ask because I was actually doing the class in Virginia Beach and I get new students all the time come up to me. Hand me the business card. Hey, how you doing? Okay, you know, all right. Until you you do this, I don't really care who you are, Yeah. ah, Okay, just throw it. I I got tons of cards. I just throw them away. Until you do something, I don't care, okay? Hands me his card. Shake his hand. Okay, I look at his card. Professional psychic. I thought, why are you here? (laughs) You know, you couldn't have got this from home. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. You know, I ask you guys, and I do appreciate that you guys haven't asked questions, that your questions are going to be a- answered kind of through all, throughout the whole month. But in that class, he kept asking questions. I thought, is this a test for me? Are you? Yeah. And, you know, he's standing around. The class is over with. About 16 of us around there. And, you know, he charges people for this. Professional psychic service. Walked out. He's parked next to me. Now it's bad enough that he's driving a piece of crap car, but when he got in the car, I knew he wasn't very much of a good of a psychic because when he got in the car and he went, mm, 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 <laughs> I thought, "Man, didn't you know your battery was dead? <laughs> there were 16 people inside. You could have said, hey, my battery's gonna be dead. I need a jump.' I mean, I'd have signed up for your psychic service if you'd have just done that. I mean, he could have set it up even. I'd have signed up." But when he didn't know his battery was, was going to be dead, I'm done, you know. But that was just class number one. But I, he never come back for two through five, so I figured he actually just needed this kind of closeness to get the rest of it out of here, yeah. You know? So he's probably off somewhere at home. Got it now, yeah. You know? Prior to the announcement, how are we going to play? We're not psychic. There are things that take place within a company, within the market, that set themselves up to possibly doing a stock split. Now, I used to teach all that crap, but I don't do it anymore, okay? There are two services that I've recommended in class, the InvestmentHouse.com, their split report, and the RightLine.net's split report. They have some pre-announcement plays on their newsletters where they've done all of the stuff that I used to do, okay, to determine a company is potentially ready to make a stock split announcement. I don't do the work myself. I just use theirs. Bottom line, this is, I, after I get those services, this is what I do. So, it's using the information from the above two services to determine the stocks that are likely to announce a stock split, being aware of the market history, which would be the market calendar, the trading zones, and other upcoming events, trade accordingly using the appropriate charts, either direction, up or down. Historically, stocks will have an upside bias going into a split, but as this is not certain, trade according to the above-mentioned items and charts while keeping this potential upside bias in mind. Stocks like to rise historically going into a stock split, but if the whole market is going down, that stock is going to go down too, but it will not go down as far because of the potential for a stock split. Everybody understand? And the second the market stops going down, it will likely be the first stock to rise. Do you understand? Okay, so pay attention to all that. Don't just go, oh, it's going to be doing the stocks, but it's on the pre announcement plays, therefore it's got to go up. If the market's going to go down, it's going to go down too, but it won't go down as far. And in all likelihood, as soon as the market stops falling, it'll be one of the first to rise. Use that knowledge to your advantage. Now, It says, close all small profit positions prior to the potential split announcement date. Close your entire large profit position prior to the potential split announcement date. Or, if your position is large enough, close the bulk of your position, keeping open only the position that is profits, removing the original principal amount, trading with the market's money. Listen, usually students go, well, what's a small profit, what's a large profit? I can't answer that for you. Okay? Because it's relative to the amount of money you have in the trade and what that money means to you out in the real world, okay? You have to determine that. What is large for one person wouldn't even be beginning for another person and vice versa, okay? It's your money involved. You got to know this. One of the most successful students, and I say most successful, she took a relatively small amount of money to, she started with $5,000 instead of $2,500. As far as I know, it's the only rule she's ever broken. Okay? But she took that $5,000 to $50,000 faster than any other student ever has, and then she took the 50000 to a quarter of a million faster than anybody has beyond that point. And people used to tell, you know, you are amazing, what you've done is incredible. And she said, no, I haven't done a single thing that was incredible. She said, what I did, A, I practiced for a year, B, I follow all the rules all the time, but, while I was doing my practice, it appeared to me that the stock market is ran and controlled by three-year-old children. And so, I just looked at my profits and go, would I let my three-year-old grandchild go to the mall with my house payment?" No. So, I just closed the trade. And she said, I just closed the trade when it meant something to me out in the real world. When it paid my house payment, when it paid my electric bill, when it paid my food bill, when it paid my car payment, I just closed the trade. She was not what? Greedy. She was just concentrating on making bricks. She made a fortune. Made a fortune. Be like that lady. Just, thank you very much, closed trade. Thank you very much, closed trade. Thank you very much, closed trade. Piles up. It piles up. It's when you get greedy and try to make a ton that it crashes on top of you, okay? Just, she just, she didn't consider them small profits or large profits, just a profit that paid for X out in the real world. She closed the trade, closed the trade, time after time, after time, after time, after time, and it just piled up. Now, I suggest you do that. Now, it says you have a large profit, you could go through the split. I wouldn't. I'm making a, what, brick, got a large profit, it's a profit, it's large, bank it. I'm not going to make a fortune on a trade, bank it, put the money in the bank. Turn the page and we'll talk about why. Be aware, if the expected split announcement is not made, the stock will drop like a brick in overnight trading and gap lower in the open of the morning. Now, in all things here, there are good news and there are bad news stories to go with that. I have a student. This isn't just picking on Rocky Mount, but I have a student that was here in Rocky Mount a few years ago. Actually, five now, six, maybe five, six, um, and he was in a pre-announcement play on IBM. IBM had it would be, had been widely reported on these two newsletters, it had been widely reported on CNBC and Bloomberg for six weeks that on this Thursday, after the market closed, the stock was going to do a stock split, okay? They were going to make a stock split announcement. The whole world knew. He bought call options, 10 contracts, he was up $17 a share going into that Thursday at 4 o'clock. That's a $17,000 profit. and. He said, you know, certainly IBM knows that they're going to make a stock split announcement. IBM wouldn't disappoint the world. Whole world knows. So he kept his position instead of closing the trade. They didn't make a stock split announcement. By 9.30 the next morning, IBM had fallen $23 a share. The $17,000 profit was gone, and a huge chunk of his original money was also gone. What kept him in the trade was greed. Greed always makes you poor 100% of the time. Got hit hard. Got hit hard. Basically, and this literally for a while, but fundamentally over the weekend, but he literally crawled and went to bed. licking his wounds all day Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and was still in that thought process on Monday when IBM announced the stock split and gained $26 a share in six hours. Didn't make that trade either. Greed always makes you poorer, and it usually compounds Think about it. If he would closed the trade up $17 a share, he'd have been doing backflips when they didn't make the stock split announcement. Do you understand? He'd have still been in the game. On Monday, excited about his profits last week, in the game. And when they made the stock split announcement, he'd have made the $26 rise. Greed makes you poorer Greed will easily cause you to back away from the game, from being in the arena. Understand, I, I get irritated at this, I get on Soapbox a lot sometimes about this. Sports fans, most of the public is some kind of sports fan. The fan is a loser. The winners are in the arena, not in the grandstands. Carolina plays Duke tomorrow, okay? There are going to be 15 basketball players and a coach that win. There's actually 30 basketball players and two coaches that will be winners because they were in the arena. The losers will talk about it on Thursday. We won, they'll be the fans. Be in the arena, don't be sitting on the sidelines. The winners are in the fight, not watching the fight. The fan is a loser, winners in the game. Of uh, friends of mine that have box seats in every sporting event you would love to go see. 50-yard line, you know, private boxes, Charlotte Motor Speedway, courtside tickets, professional baske- professional college basketball games. They're almost never there. It's a rarity for them to go because they're living their life achieving things. They let people use those as gifts so they can feel like they were a winner. They were on courtside watching the Carolina Duke game. But the real winner owned the tickets and wasn't there. They were living their life somewhere else, enjoying achievement, enjoying the pursuit of something. The losers sat in the stands. Winners played the game. Score determined who won this contest. But the winners were on the court. Both sides are winners on the court. Losers on both sides of the stands. It's a tragedy in this country, it's a tragedy in this country. Super Bowl just played. said, if. The fans across the country spent 10 minutes of their work day on Monday talking about the game. The cost in productivity to this country was over $15 billion. Wasted time. Talking about we won or we lost, and they didn't even play the game, weren't even in the arena. It's a tragedy, folks. It is a tragedy. You want to be in the arena of life. Don't watch it. Get on with it. Get on Do this. Do this stuff. The pre-split play, I play to the split date. I get out of trade. I get out of trade. Little profit, big profit. I'm closing trade. It's a brick. I'm not looking to make a fortune there. I play them, but I don't go through the split date, I close the trade. Number two, after a split announcement, the split was actually announced. This is what takes place. Following an announced stock split, an initial spike in price frequently occurs, and a quick trade can sometimes be made, Beezer Homes. Four and a half dollars up today after the stock split was announced, okay, quick trade can sometimes be made. You'd have to been sitting on top of it to be able to make that money. I don't usually do that trade. I don't usually do that trade. An easier trade is made playing the pullback following that spike. Now, the spike might last a few days. It might just last only hours. But I'm going to watch it, watch it, remember, if I don't get a trade going up, I'm a cheerleader. Go, 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 go! Looking for the down to play. Everybody understand? Down to play with what? Puts. Everybody understand? Yes? In the money puts, playing the down. Okay? Charting the pullback with a trend line and waiting for all indicators to signal a rise after the trend line break will likely be the next trade to the upside. A split announced on a quality company will likely produce multiple trades in both directions between the split announcement date and the date the split actually takes place. Normal time frame there is six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks of opportunity to play up and to play down. You pay attention to stock splits. It's money laying around to pick up if you do the work to be able to see the trades. Number three, following the split. A quick play can possibly be made for a small profit the next day. Easier plays are made following the charts, mindful of the market history, upcoming events, trading zones, that kind of stuff, following a trend line charted pullback. Now, you need to understand um, my favorite place. To do stock split, I mean to do widows and orphans trades is following a stock split. After the split takes place, where I wait for it to back up, charting that back up, and then looking to play going up. Part of that reason is like I talked about earlier. Oh boy, you know, the stock is back down at 50. I want to get in as it goes to 60. Everybody understand? But that's part of the, the psychological thought process there. Okay? Now The other part of that is that historically, 24 to 36 months, following that pullback, the stocks usually double, 24 to 36 months, the stocks usually double. Now, I'm not going to hold it for that whole length of time. You know, if I'm doing the widows and orphans play, but it's a, it's a sweet trade there. But think about this. If that is true, and it is the vast majority of the time, if that is true, and that stock is going to double in the next 24 to 36 months after that charted pullback, what kind of things will you be able to Will it go, will it double in a straight line? No. But on the way up, you'll be able to play what? Calls and on the way down, you would be able to play what? Putts. Now, it says when doing split trades, using the 55-minute chart is recommended as a decision chart the entire year, though the day chart will occasionally be used for this technique during the fall-winter trading zone. Frankly, folks, the, the 55-minute can be used year-round. It gives you more opportunities for potential trades. There's no question about that. Okay. But for those of you that work 8 to 5, I'd concentrate on the weekly and the daily. Don't worry about it. You're still going to have trades year-round. You'll have quality trades. You'll have less of them in the summertime, but you will have quality trades. You'll have better trades last longer make more money. You just have more opportunities to do trades using the 55-minute chart. Now, this number three here. I had a guy take the class, Greenville, North Carolina. I know I got some folks from the Greenville area in here tonight, but I was in Greenville teaching the class at that time, and the room was set up just like this, except we had doors door in the back. No doors over there, just door in the back. And a guy come up after the end of class number five, and he walked up, and he said, young man, all this stuff right over my head, I won't be back for my retake. First of all, folks, That's a sad, sad person that's already quit on themselves, okay? This is a neck up thing. It ain't a neck down thing, it's a neck up thing. And as long as you're living and breathing, you can learn, okay? This is no, everybody, everybody. If you've been through one through five before, raise your hand. Keep them up good and high. Everybody, all you new folks, look around, The hands are up, okay? All right, put them down. If you were confused when you finished 1 through 5, raise your hands. All oh, you new folks, look around. You're right where you're supposed to be if you're confused, okay? You're totally normal. I have people come to me all the time, you know, I'm like totally confused. Oh, good. You're right where you're supposed to be, okay, totally normal. This guy comes up, he said, you know, I'm so old, I'm not going to get this. That is such a crock of crap. Oldest person ever took this class was 92. You know, and it worried me. You know, I said, it's going to take you five years. <laughs> you know, I, I, I hate, to be, hate to be the bear of bad news. <laughs> you, I don't know you're going to make it. You know, and the statement was so cool. He said that if I make money, that's a blessing. I'm here for the challenge from the neck up. This challenges me from the neck up. A student takes his class in Richmond. He's quadriplegic. He's paralyzed from the neck down. His computer is set up, voice activated. He sits in front of his computer and provides for his family, talking to his computer. It isn't what your body can do, it's what your mind can understand. As long as you've got one, as long as you're living and breathing, you can learn. You don't have to put a time limit on yourself. I got a guy in Arkansas, he's blind. Does this quite well. Makes enough money that he hired somebody to sit and watch the charts that has eyes. He tells him what the charts are doing, tells him what the prices are, and he makes trading decisions. Then he has the guy print the charts, and then after the guy goes home for the day, he has his wife come in and verify what the charts look like. makes enough money to provide for him and his family and pay the salary of the guy that sits and watch the charts. Any of you that don't do this, you just quit on yourself. What a shame. What a tragedy. This guy comes, I won't be back for my retake. It's over my head. Now, pl- please understand. He said, This is the best money I've ever spent. I did understand a couple of things. He said, I understood about drawing that down trend line on top of them candlestick things. I got that. I got that. He said, I heard you say that after a stock split, if we make one of them pullback things, when that broke, you could buy the stock 24 to 36 months later, you'd expect that stock to double. I said, yes, sir, that's true. He said, well, I have a lot of money in my IRAs. That's all I'm going to do. Best money I've ever spent, but I won't be back for my retake. I said, okay. He left. It was a few weeks later, I was rolling down Sunset Avenue out here, had the sunroof back. I think it was working on the bald head, and, you know, heating things up enough that, oh, crap, I forgot to tell him something. Well, you know, if it don't kill him, he'll be back. Next time I was in Greenville doing the class, got to about right, really right here, split class. I mean, he knew it was going to be the split class. You know? Got to right here, boom! The doors bust open. You know, here he comes. <laughs> I thought if I don't go back to and talk to him, we ain't never gonna get this class ended. I went I said, uh, I forgot to tell you something. He said, Yeah. I said it was important. He said, Yeah. He said, D- Did you play? He said, did, did you see this, this particular stock? I said, yeah. I said, you do that? He said, yeah. I said, I forgot to tell you something. He said, yeah. You see, what I forgot to tell him was that 24 to 36 month thing. That takes into account all kinds of stocks, I mean all kinds of stock markets, okay? That's average. In a bear market it may take a little bit longer, okay? But in a roaring bull market, happens a lot faster than that. See, he took his IRA money, and put it in that stock he's asking me about. I said, did you, you did that one? I said, After the split, he said, I did that. I said, It doubled in 30 days, didn't it? He said, Yeah. <laughs> I said, Then what happened? He said, It announced another split. I said, yeah. I said, did you stay in through that whole thing? He said, yeah. I said, it split in like six weeks. He said, yeah. I said, then it doubled in six weeks after that, didn't He, he said, oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, what happened then? He said, it announced another split. I said, yeah. I said, did you stay in the whole time for that? He said, yeah. I said, it's about doubled again, hasn't it? He? he said, yeah. I said, it's about to announce another stock. But he said, oh. And he turned around and walked out. I've never seen him again. Now, I don't know if he went out and expired in his car. Okay. But he was excited old man when he left. You know, he was even moving a little faster when he left that time. You know? But please understand, in a roaring bull market, it can happen faster than that. I've got a student here, actually a friend of Tony's up there, that he has seen coach split almost to the date, year over year. Almost to the date. Split. Split again. Year later. Lots of those. Lots of those. They happen to do it over and over and over again. Bull bull market, you get splits faster than you do in a bear market. And on average it's 24 to 36 months, on average it is. Now, there's three kinds of stocks that you don't ever play for stock splits. Really, you probably wouldn't wanna play them at all as far as trading goes, okay? The first one of those is railroads. Railroads are on rails and they go in straight lines and if you look at a railroad on the charts, it looks like straight line. They don't move, they don't move. And you don't do, typically, utility stocks because they don't move. Everything we do, folks, is predicated on the stock must what? Move. So, you don't do regional banks, and that includes Southeast, left-hand corner, Main Street, Bank Corporation, Philadelphia, okay? Typically, regional banks don't move well either, okay? So, railroads, utilities, regional banks. You typically leave them alone. There will always be exceptions from time to time, okay? But as a rule, those are the three stocks or types of stocks that you don't want to trade for any reason, especially a stock split, okay? now.